a professional uh, tag. Hmm? You've brought this to my attention, Jeff, with your wonderful video, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I dig it. Like I'm kind of digging the whole like Ultimate Warrior kind of thing they got going on. I, I just don't think it goes far enough. Like, I mean. The minute you start adding tackling, you have to remove the word tag. So there's I, I, a sport in here that you want, I think. I've taken it a step back. I'm not sure I care about the tag part of it. I just think it should be professional. The floor is lava played above an actual pit of lava. Okay. Yeah, that, that could be a thing. That is, that is what I really want. Like I, I, I want like five men enter, one man leaves with no eyebrows after pushing his friend to his death. So this definitely has a cage above it, right? Yeah, obviously a cage. Yep. Should we paint a word picture about what we're actually talking about? About the tag or the lava pit? I'm pretty sure the lava pit's pretty self-explanatory. I, I say the tag. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Because um, I don't think you, Alex knows what we're talking about right now. Sure, you no. want to take this? Me? Yeah, sure. So, our, you'll see in the chat, I said a video, Alex. They now have, like, professional tag. And the professional tag is played on these, like, crazy, like, indoor jungle gyms. And it's basically two guys who are extremely good at parkour chasing each other around. And I'm kind of, or I'm in on this idea. Charlie wants, obviously, more violence implemented. And I think that, you know, you remove the word tag and start making this, you know, the floor is lava with real lava. Obviously, that'd be an interesting game. I think this is almost could be the Assassin's Creed, uh, what, Assassin's Creed 3 multiplayer? Yeah. That's actually a very uh, good description of real it. Life. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what I want. Like, I want... It's too small an area or something. It's like, I want like a... a something that has a counterbalance and a pulley needs to be somewhere. I, not Maybe not that far. But like, if you had a warehouse and... Okay, here's how I'd redefine that. It's one of those things where you have a warehouse full of people and you're provided a picture of that person... And you have to go like tag them on the back of the head or something, and oh, there's like a room full of people. Yeah, and just one of them is the person. Yeah, that could be pretty neat. Yeah, that I'd be more interested in watching. Like, and it's more assassinish. Maybe not even assassinish, because like it, the goal is the person trying to sneak up on that person gets fucking made, and then the then the chase is on kind of thing. Yeah. Well, here's the question: Is do you have one person know they're being hunted? Just all they know is they're being hunted. And one person just knows that, or do both people know each other? Oh, no, the, the person being hunted has no fucking clue they're being hunted. Oh, I assume they have a clue they're being hunted. It's just well, whether yep. or not, or they, they have no idea who it they is. They know there's a chance they're being hunted, yes, but yeah. they're, they're not sure, they don't know if they've been assigned yet. Oh, you put every single person in this room and don't tell them? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of a survivor at that point. Okay. Like, and to a certain extent, you also that, like... Maybe the real version of it is like, and then you have your own target. Like you have like thirty people in the room, and everyone has their own, and everyone has thirty targets at that point. And once it goes from your target is down, it becomes survive the room. Like you can't tag okay. someone else out until your target is down, but once you can, you're now a tagging god. Uh -huh. Ah. So this is the thing we would probably find on the Ocho. I, uh, oh, where else? Of course. You know they're actually they're gonna make sometime very soon. They're gonna make a day where they're gonna bring up the Ocho as an actual twenty-four hour broadcast. 
I'm okay really? with this. Hold on, hold on. ESPN the Ocho. As someone who got really into watching that like downhill sprinting on uh, hockey skates thing Red Bull was doing last year, but I don't oh, know what it's hell called. Hell yeah! That that thing was fucking awesome. I could do with more like X game reject sports and getting real attention. Well, I mean, also, like, even in the movie Dodgeball, when they were watching ESPN The Ocho, one of the commercials for it just had lawnmower racing. Yeah. I, which, as we all know, is one of Charlie's real-life interests. As an avid fan of lawnmower racing, you have not lived till you've seen a well, lawnmower do 60. Oh. And so, drift. So it turns out The Ocho Day already happened. Man, Ocho Day. It was, it was the same day that they did Evo. The fuck's a Moxie Games? I was don't know. Evo but... part of the Ocho. It was part of the Ocho broadcast. Yes, <laughs> that's that's exactly where it belongs. <laughs> Twenty sixteen zone ultimate trampoline dodgeball. I, I'm sorry. How are you not latching on to Moxie Games? <laughs> I, that was the first thing I said. I missed that. Sorry. Followed by yeah, championship said, what the fuck's of a Moxie Games. Uh... What is it? Championship of bags was right before Evo. Why was I not watching this? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, for I, I a could whole do day. Without, I could do without the American Disc Golf Championship, but, you know, followed right by Roller Derby, followed right by Sky Zone with the Trampoline Dodgeball, followed by Firefighter World Challenge XXV. I don't know what that is, but I can guess, and I'm sad I fucking missed that. <laughs> What on earth is Kabaddi? Again, I don't know, but I'm sad I missed well, it. Like, fuck off darts. What I can gather from YouTube immediate or from Google Images immediately is it's something violent. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the Ocho, man. I'm wishing that it was, you know that Japanese game they play where three people hold up one and it's supposed to be like chariot racing? Oh, yeah. This isn't that, but I'd love to see the World Series of that. Yeah, I... Because this is a... The one sadness I have is I misread the one at the bottom, which is U.S. Open Ultimate Championship. I just read it as U.S. Ultimate Championship, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I want to know what the Ultimate Championship is. It's like, is it NASCAR and fencing and rowing simultaneously? Yeah! It's the <laughs> Ultimate! What on earth is this game? It's like Red Rover sort of meets like hyperviolence. I gotta meets, I don't understand now. these rules. I gotta I... It's like so there's one guy on the opposing team and then like six dudes on one team and the one guy like is allowed to I don't even know. It's like tag meets everybody pick this guy up and throw him out of the ring. I, I uh, okay. I think I have figured out the rules. Actually, okay. you, you were right in your analysis that the game is basically Red Rover. The goal is to get across. I'm guessing the opponent's red line, and the opposing team's goal is to force you out across the orange line. That seems to be out of bounds. Because, yeah. okay, yeah. So the, I'm, I'm watching the video. A guy's hand just crossed the orange line. It hit the ground, and then he was out. But he wasn't out before he hit the ground kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it's, it's an out-of-bounds game. Like, it's... 
Yeah, some dude just carried another dude and like slammed him down to the orange section. Yeah, that that that's exactly what this game is. This game is fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, you missed it on the ocean. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode Ooh. 71. 72? 72. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Charlie, edit point. Fix this in post. No, I won't do that. Uh, yes, welcome. I finally messed one up. I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. You two just go with whatever ones you want to make up for me. Jeff, Alex, they're here. Woo. Go. Figuratively. Yes. <laughs> oh no, Yo. you're literally here. Oh uh, yes, uh, I'm currently talking into a Sure uh, SM58 in Charlie's apartment. <laughs> um, the weather in LA is presently lovely, which is a contrast to its uh, population, which is presently horrendous. Yeah. Um, and we will soon be going to Amoeba Music, which is tacky, but awesome. And then we will be going to our... To the Whiskey A Go Go, which is tacky but awesome. Amoeba is awesome but awesome. The, the word you're Sorry. looking for is I, is iconic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what else do you have out there? That's about so it. Try, got, just, that's oh, basically all there is in L.A. Just a shit ton of horrible restaurants called In-N-Out Burger, uh, <laughs> Mexican food trucks, Amoeba Music, the Whiskey Go Go, and there's nothing else in the city, really. Yeah. What do you and then me and Charlie it? are just going to camp out in front of Grilla Mall. Yeah. You what? can find us for the next week. <laughs> uh, we'll be there until the Monday this podcast goes up, which once you hear this, you'll have missed it. We'll have finally left the establishment. Will we, though? Um, Will we? Um, In our physical findable self. But <laughs> no one can disprove that we did not camp out and eat at uh, Grilla Mall in Los Angeles every day between here and when this podcast went up. Believable deniability. Yeah. So, wait, why? What do you have against In-N-Out, Charlie? Everything. Wow. Oh, geez, we need a second podcast. All right. Who hurt you at In-N-Out? Well, uh, your fries are shit. Animal sauce (laughs) is just Thousand Island dressing. Having a fucking secret menu that's the only things worth eating there is lame and stupid as fuck. And when you get stuff off that secret menu, you feel so fucking pretentious by ordering off the secret menu. You don't enjoy it. And on top of that, you know what flavor of milkshake is the worst? All of the milkshake flavors put into one fucking cup and called iconic and special. And your fucking preachy-ass cups don't help either. (laughs) But tell me how you really feel. I wouldn't feed in and out to a dog. For fear of risking I, animal abuse. I have to agree to disagree because I love In-N-Out. You're from L.A. You don't get to have an opinion on this one. You only, you, you've been beaten into thinking fries that aren't cooked are acceptable and that Thousand Island dressing isn't the nastiest the shit ever. I, I get my fries well done as well as my burger oh, you from want there a because burnt? they make them raw. You get your burger well done? I get my burger well done at In-N-Out because that means it's like medium. Because it's always raw when I get them. I think you just, you're, I think you're helping uh, Charlie's point. What, you mean normal's a health food violation, a health code violation? Yeah. 
<laughs> the entire fucking establishment is a health it's a health code violation. I mean, it shouldn't I will exist. Admit you, say, I will admit you reeled it in because when you told me that you order your burger well done, I was already ready to shut this podcast down and yeah. or at the very least disown you as a person. <laughs> look, look, look. In, in, in their defense, though, they do treat their employees really well. And part of the reason I keep giving them my business is because they offer their employees a way higher salary to start, plus they get full benefits. So, you know what? I'd rather support the burger place that actually takes care of their employees. Hey, you know who else does that? Who? Five guys. You know what five guys can do that in and out can't? Screw it on my french fries. <laughs> Make a fucking food worth eating. <laughs> I gotta go back and try... Five guys. I haven't had it in a while. But oh, last no, time here's I the went, issue. You're from the LA. You was have brand loyalty the same way you think the Dodgers are a legit baseball team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, is that the Brooklyn Dodgers? Whoa. Whoa. Say what you will about that, but you fucking leave the Dodgers out of this. What's it like being the most expensive team in the game that can't win a playoff? What? We got really far last year. What the fuck are you talking Bar about? Bar doesn't count. Yeah, but we made playoffs, a so your argument's no So did we! Yeah, well, guess what? L.A. is L.A. and we're awesome. Except for all the parts of L.A. that's joke in here hiding. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to touch the Kings, because my girlfriend listens to me edit this, and she likes the Kings. Yeah. Well, I know, but it, it, this there's we're wandering <laughs> the territory where a who won, who lost moment with the L.A. Kings starts popping up. Oh, no, up. It, it's, a, it's a pretty okay. simple argument, Jeff. Original eight or you don't fucking matter. That's really hard to argue with, yeah. Wait, original what? Exactly. That's what? how little <laughs> LA matters. The original what? eight, uh, the NHL didn't originally have uh, a lot of teams in it. Oh my god, really? That's what we're going to go with? Yeah. That's the argument to counter it? Well, if you were one of the originals, you're clearly not. No, nah, that's a weak ass argument. I'm sorry. No. No, he's right in hockey. That's like totally true. <laughs> Because the no. thing is, is anytime that you meet someone who doesn't have, like, loyalty to the team from the place they're in, their loyalty is therefore in one of the original eight teams. It's yeah. not like, it doesn't wind up being like a, like a donor team out of random. It's always, it's usually the original eight. That's the equivalent of, like, I have a friend who was like, oh yeah, the only reason your American teams are winning is because they're all filled with Canadian players. So, like, no, that's like saying, oh, the only reason hockey or so-and-so team is good because they have Canadian players. That's a shitty argument. They play for that city. But, so but that's when true. that city wins, it works. So don't give me that fucking original eight bullshit. No, I, but that's I, true, Alex. The team with the most Russian and Canadian players typically wins. But they play for that team, so they represent that team. Except in the Olympics. Uh, well, the Olympics aren't the NHL. They basically are. And that's not a are. city team. No, that's, oh, no, no. Say what you will about some of the burger stuff, but no. Leave the Dodgers out of this. I don't care much about the NHL, so. Olive Garden mm. is the best Italian food L.A. has to offer as well. It, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. With all, like, the corner. It took us this long to do the actual, like, just openly shitting on L.A. podcast where we just, like, <laughs> discuss openly negative opinions of L.A. as opposed to just being passive-aggressive towards the place. Uh. <laughs> 72, guys. Good work. So, Jeff, what have you been up to to end this? <laughs>
So I have not been up to much. I've been pulling extra hours at work because um, I basically discovered that I could either go to hockey on Wednesdays or I could work a whole bunch of extra hours at work and then on Fridays just like take a half day and then just fuck off and not come back to work. And that seemed really appealing. So this is my first week doing it. So I'm pulling a shit ton of hours. Um, but during the weekend, basically what happened was, um, my younger brother went off to, uh, him and a bunch of, uh, friends have for multiple years, they do, uh, trip to a baseball stadium because they basically wound up discovering that, uh, to go to a double or triple header in another state costs less between travel and staying there than it does to go to like a single game at Fenway Park. So once a year, they go on this one big, huge weekend to a baseball stadium and they like tour the fields and stuff and like do all the cultural stuff and go to nice restaurants and have a blast. And they like, I think this year they took a bunch of vans. Um, and all of the guys who go on this are my dad's friends who um, he met in college and they're all Jewish and they love okay. doing like famous Jewish athlete trivia and uh, my dad and my brother never get it right. <laughs> oh, you should. Um, um, uh, I am related to one of those people, I think. That's possible. Uh, uh, you'll have to give me a name after Hank this. Hank Greenberg is related to me. Hank Greenberg. Greenberg, not Greenberg. Greenberg. All right. I'll pass that on. Um, but because of that, my brother's wife is uh, ba was basically like, hey, are you going to be around the house this weekend? Because I don't have much to do because I don't know that many people in the United States yet. <laughs> um, so we hung out and um, let's see. We went to or I went to Guitar Center with her and me and her are both complete gear nerds. So it was a complete moment of like, hey, try this thing out, then try this thing out, then try this thing out, then try this thing out. We just started, like, passing guitars around for, like, two hours. And uh, I wound up introducing her to... She has very small hands, and acoustic guitars, they sell in all kinds of varying shapes and sizes because they'll have, like, consorto, dreadnought, travel, like, size variance is a thing, whereas in electric guitars, they don't really vary in size. They're all kind of the same size. I wish they did. So I... They do. They're just not common. Yes. So I wound up handing her a uh, Jackson Dinky, which is a seven-eighths guitar. They also sell three-quarter three guitars, but um, I gave her the seven-eighths one. She had one of these, like, oh, my God, what is this amazing thing you've handed me moments. And she absolutely loved, like fell in love with the thing instantly. Um, so that it's was pretty cool. the ukulele of metal guitars. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Three-quarter guitars are much smaller. Um, but then other than that, um, I did the thing I always do, and I helped my cousin move because I help people move, and that's what I do fucking It's apparently. been, what, like two weeks since you last helped someone move? Seems that way. Um, then I went, or let's see. Then after all that, basically, I new Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, and then I've been mostly playing guitar again because I'm starting to get into, like, or I'm trying to practice yet more songs to get ready for an open mic, so I'm once again back to the grind of just practice, practice, practice. 
And in my spare time, I found the time to beat Persona 5. And me and Charlie will have much more to say on that later, but I will say the game was fun. I would recommend it to others. I still like Persona 4 Golden yeah, it was your 10 first. times more. Not even just that. There's a lot more to it, but yeah. I don't... Or we won't get into this here. That's fair, because I, I can um, go on how that game is better in a lot of very specific ways I like more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... But that basically brings you up to date with me. It's been a lot of just practicing and, like, working. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So that makes it you, Charlie. Uh, I actually had free time to play video games again, so I was busy. Um, I got, my birthday was between last podcast recording and this, so I did that. And I'm older and not wiser and still doing this, so, yeah, it's Smarts do not come with age, I've learned, but in the time since last recording, I have finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. That game ends, like, three goddamn times. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, each ending is fine. I'm like, oh, cool, that's the end. Why is there more game? Second time it happened. Okay, cool, now that's the end of the game. Why is there more game? Third time. This had better fucking be the end of the game. And they ended it with, it's the end. Or is it? I, I'm okay dun, dun, dun. with that. I want more Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. That ending, I think my assessment first, or when I first described to you is, it's going to be very polarizing. Either you're going to be okay with it or you're going to despise it. I, it's So, it's that game's actually kind of weird because of how I played it. I had a lot of supplemental background information way before... I was supposed to know certain things about that game, which, while they lessened the reveal of some of that thing, some of those kind of moments, it actually made those moments make a lot more sense. It was like, I, I minor spoiler, I guess, I knew what the fuck Hephaestus was before, or I knew of Hephaestus before it got revealed what the hell it was, and when it got revealed, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, and I had other questions that then led more into the end of what that game was, so... At least the way I played that game, I wasn't especially polarized. It's like, no, this is the, this is how you end this game, more or less. Like, yeah, I could have, you could have telegraphed, hey, this isn't the actual ending, for some of these big, ending feeling moments a little better because I think I looked at Jen two or three times and said, hey, I think I'm about an hour from this game. Do you mind if I just finish it? An hour and a half later, okay, yeah, I was wrong. Hmm. Well, when I say ending, I don't mean, like, the overall ending. I mean the, like, very literal last cutscene. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that ending. I, it it, answer, it it asked the same question I was asking by the end of the game. So I'm like, like, yeah, no, this is the question you have. And I'm like, yeah, that's the question I have. You are absolutely fucking right. I think you could have ended... A... That game's a little bit weird because the ending it, the ending it concludes with could also just end as a game. Like, and there is an argument to be made for what if this was just a standalone badass title? That'd be kind of cool. But at the same time, I want more stuff in this universe, so I'm okay with it kind of being like, hey, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I want. That's, that, that's where I thought this was going. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I 
I, I will say the final boss fight for that game, someone should have said, hey, um, this is the exact opposite of everything you do in this game. Yeah, that last boss Maybe fight. we shouldn't do that. Yeah, that last boss fight's a little bit of a slog. I, yeah, I, I, once I figured it out, I got really good at it really quickly. It doesn't change the fact that a lot of that game for me was a stealth game, and that last boss fight is... Oh, none. None of that. Zero percent a stealth thing, and I'm like, okay, so if I didn't spend time building up, like, my multi-shot and the fact that I have, like, a shit ton of health, I would just be fucked right now. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not that's always all. always a great sign. <laughs> that's, a, that's always a great sign. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's... It, it's not a bad final boss fight. It's just a... There's, it has the deus ex um, human revolution issue where it's got the... But what if I didn't get the body armor? What if I, like, really spec super hard into stealth or hacking or traps or something? It's like, it, in my case, my characters always wind up kind of tanky, so I was fine, but still had moments of, this isn't how I've done anything else in this game. Fuck. Hmm. Yeah, I, I still think it's a, a fantastic game, but... Moving on from that, I have played the first episode of Telltale's second season of Batman. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I wanted to know what you think about this, because I like what or you had to say about the original yeah, one. Yeah, and so I for those um for those who don't remember or those who've forgotten or those who are new to the podcast, I I, I am typically not a big fan of Telltale's games, but and this is the big qualifier. I fucking love Tales from the Borderlands. That was my like, that was one of my favorite versions of Borderlands for a long time, and the best thing they ever did, or Telltale ever did. And then the first season of the Batman thing came out, and I was like, holy shit, maybe these guys occasionally know what the hell they're doing. This is fantastic. You're taking all these awesome liberties. This actually, like, it's still the best version of the games they make to date. Like, it's got more action than any of their games historically have. It's got this kind of fun thing where it's like, yeah, we could make a Batman game, but what about a Bruce Wayne Batman game? Like, the character Bruce Wayne is often super underdeveloped in Batman stuff. And they do some really interesting stuff with it. And this picks up kind of in the aftermath of Season 1. No surprise there. And... So, when they announced this, it seemed like the villain for the entire first season of... Or second season, sorry, of Telltale's Batman was going to be the Riddler, who I'm not the biggest fan of. And without going into spoilers, I guess, it's not. There's a bunch of fuckers in this one. Like, it's... They basically said, okay, we're doing more than just the Riddler. We're doing a lot of people, and... Again, like, their versions of every character so far, I have thought were just fantastic. Their version of the Riddler is this kind of... He's a great version of the Riddler. Their version of the Joker, who's not Joker yet, is up there with my favorite versions of the Joker. Like, it's like, damn, you are uncomfortable to interact with, and goddamn, is that impressively done. Mm. Yeah, no, I... I'm really digging the second season. It starts off strong, and it 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 
it continues the momentum the first season had going for it. It's like, yeah, fucking, let's do this. Like, you know what you're doing. We've got some combat systems. We've got some stuff. We're going to actually throw some meaningful feeling choices at you that, like, a lot of Telltale games for me feel like they have, like, oh, someone will remember that and you never see that person again. This one finally escapes the trap the first season of Batman had where it's like, will you screw over Harvey Dent or will you side with him? And I'm sitting there going, I didn't fucking sign with no Two-Face. Yeah. I know what happens to him probably by the end of this first season. This one starts off with, no, they're bad guys already. Like, who are you going to keep from getting straight murdered, yo? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not so-and-so will remember that. It's so-and-so is alive or dead after this encounter. Mm-hmm. Very kind of Batman-level stakes where it's like, oh, the mayor won't like that. Fuck the mayor. <laughs> he dies every four weeks, as best I can tell. I'm not I'm not impressed by or give two shits about their opinions of me. Yeah. I do care about if protagonists are still alive. Yeah, like, it's... But at the same time, like, they... I care what Jim Gordon thinks of my version of Batman in that game. And, like, my version of Batman in that game is super, like, we do this the right way, but I will straight murder a fucker at the same time. Like, I, that game pretty heavily implies on a couple occasions in the first season that if you'd done it, Batman could have straight murdered someone. Like, they're... Huh. There's definitely one scenario I always meant to go back and at least watch some YouTube videos for that I'm pretty sure as Batman you could just straight murder someone. You get kind of the same end result at the end, but it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, either Gordon in that case is impressed with your brutality or he's like he's shocked by your brutality or he's impressed by your willingness to like, no, we do this the right way. There are rules. But, yeah, digging the second season so far, I I blew through the first episode. I think I clocked in around three hours or so. It's, it felt long, but not in a bad way. Like, it it kept going, and the, the ending of it's real strong. I, it's, I hope this keeps up the entire season. They got some good teasers in there. There's some stuff that I'm curious where it will go, and it's weird being curious where things will go for a Telltale game for me. I'm like, damn, I am intrigued. And not playing all of this now that the entire season's over. This is kind of fun. Hmm. Yeah. But on top of that, I also accidentally beat the Shattered Isle in one go. I think me and Jeff talked about this off the podcast last week. I think we all talked about it. There is a game out there that is basically Elder God Cult Simulator. And it's called the Shattered Isle. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I got around to playing it some more later. I basically one-shot of the game by accident. That's not me condemning the game. I got one of six endings. But you can beat that game in about two and a half, three hours. I, on my first try, I managed to get all the way through, which I was surprised by. I came close to game over once or twice. I think I paid 20 bucks for that game. At That's a little steep what that game is, but like a $15, $20 price range. It's an interesting experience. It's got a cool art style. It's got kind of some interesting systems going on. It's... It's very tongue-in-cheek. I think we'll do something in video form or marathon form at some point with it because it's a good game in that regard. Like, it is it is a game I suspect benefits from having, like, other people around you because inherently that game is super messed up. Mm. Because um, mm. 
basically that game works around you're trying to maintain four five, no, six gauges or uh, basically the gauge is ignorance fervor obedience um penance I think it's only five um I'm forgetting at least one or two, but you do this by like um, electing people to the town council that are fucking idiots and shit like that, and like burn books and all that shit, all that jazz. And you're like fucking, we're gonna confiscate shit. It's cool, mm -hmm. like it's very tongue in cheek. It definitely does some cool things with the idea of what would allow a cult that murders someone every three months to exist. And at the end of the game, I successfully ushered in an Age of Darkness and summoned my Dark God, which was cool. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a pretty, it, it's a, it's a fun game. It's got a really nice art style to it. I, it's, it's fun. I'm not sure. It's like it's not definitely on a best have, but at the same time, if you're looking for something fun and quick, just to burn a couple hours, it's right up your alley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the final thing I was, I got up to this week and. This is the dangerous one, and it's one I think Jeff will have some opinions on, because I, 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 I'm well aware I occasionally rag on Jeff and Alex for being nerdier than I am. Like, the, the ongoing jokes about D&D &D is definitely a thing, and if you were mm -hmm. ever wondering who the nerdiest member of this group is, it's me, because I am at, at an adult age, I'm looking at getting back into Warhammer 40,000. Having escaped successfully. <laughs> I say, uh, I don't know if you've topped me yet, because no matter what, I still ran my own goddamn TV show draft. Or uh, fan fantasy football league, essentially. I don't know. There's something about what? getting out of the miniature hobby game world and then being like i should get back into that shit that nothing can be it's like no no you were out you stopped feeding the money pit mm -hmm. so or i i i think what i need to do here is i need to start indulging this idea so what did you get i didn't get anything yet but i i am a huge fan of tabletop game lore like it's one of the favorite yep. things i have on youtube is something called the um oh god i'm blanking on their name now uh they do really good lore and kind of background information for Warhammer 40k. I'm going to have to look them up now. Uh, that's sad. I feel bad about that because they do awesome work and deserve the pimpage. But, like, they are one of the few YouTube channels I look like. If they pop a video, it's like, okay, it's time to fucking watch this right fucking now. And because of that, I've been like, man, I kind of miss playing Warhammer 40,000. And War Machine, the other tabletop game I used to play. Hey, <laughs> both of those just went through major rebalancings of shit. I should maybe do something with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what race you thinking? So I don't know what race I'm playing. I used to play Eldar and Necrons way back when because I have identity issues and don't know mm -hmm. what I like. Mm-hmm. But, they both very cool armies. Yeah, especially Necrons. What's this army? Yep, Skulls. <laughs> what else? Nothing. They're basically the flood. They wake up once every millennia to consume. Yeah. I, it, and to put it in perspective, I've collected Warhammer 40k so long ago, 
there wasn't lore about the Necrons. Like, the book was, yeah, I don't know, the Catan run them or some shit. The they got cow? no um the necrons wait say that again you said the tan one Catan. they're giant metal space gods that used to be gods and now have been relegated to like shard of a Catan. Mm. oh you're talking about the um nightbringer the Night and the harbinger and the other uh, the other one yep. yeah there's two necron gods i only know one of them offhand nightbringer and the deceiver One's the Grim Reaper. One is uh, Renaissance-era sculpture. <laughs> I always liked the uh, the Nightbringer. That one always appealed to me. And he costs twice as much to run as the other one, but you know, he kind of rips shit apart. He's yep. a pretty good character. <laughs> nah, I think I may finally give in to it and either play Space Wolves or chaos i don't know what to play but those are literally the two armies i have yeah <laughs> it's probably either gonna be plague marines or, or space wolves are you are you hmm so you're ripping me off pretty directly i don't have to my death guard yeah i i want the i, I either want an army <laughs> of full terminators or i want an army where it's like we got fucking wolf men you should look into 13th company yeah, I'll, 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 I came back for Eye of Terror briefly. Yeah. 13th companies literally just take the two things you just asked for and slam them together. Hey, we straight put fucking werewolves in this army. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, the lore supports their existence. Yep. And it doesn't at the same time, because... Oh, no, their gene seed is werewolf. That's stupid and, and mm -hmm. awesome. Wolfen. Yeah. Shut up. That's yeah, they got dumb. a different word for him. It's, that's basically what it is, but yeah, I, yep. I don't know where this will go. Jen would shoot me a little bit if I got back into that, I think, but... Hm. Yeah, I've been looking at that a little too hard lately. <laughs> My... I was greatly sad and there wasn't that the MMO we played for Warhammer 40k fucking sucked. Yeah. Oh. Wait, that's the one we played with the really shitty controls, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that game was fucking horrible. I should finish editing that video at some point. <laughs> Post our shame. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a good video. That game is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it for me, though. I, I'm I'm not working crazy hours, so I got to actually got to do stuff. I, I've entered into a weird, like, okay, we gotta finish some of this shit before Destiny 2, because anything that, like, anything left unfinished by the time Destiny 2 comes out is probably just not getting played by the end of the year. Yeah. Hm. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I guess on that note... That's you, Alex. Uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, on that note... I didn't really do much this past week. It's been kind of just a very lazy week as far as the weekends go mm. because it's been so busy at work that I haven't really had much time to do other stuff. I mean, it, it, it's uh, we got a lot of project stuff going on right now and it's just kind of picking up. So it's kind of hard to do stuff on the side on my own time. Sure. Uh, 
I did, think, I did like, you know, the few hours that Mandy was at work or sleeping, because I'll play at night when she's uh, asleep. So, um, I actually got to jump back into some Diablo and been having fun with the Necromancer again. So, that was kind of cool. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So, I ran around doing the Necromancer. Uh, little stuff here and there. Getting ready for Destiny, of course. Uh, kind of excited about that one, I'm sure. Uh, actually, oh! And then, of course, trying to set up the Discord. It's been one of my other things this week, which we're going to plug later on, of course. But Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been pretty... It was a pretty slow week with me, for me, to be honest. Like, not much else. I mean, we did do some pretty cool uh, recordings the week before that I've been catching up and watching, you know, like, uh, Dream Daddy. So, Dream Daddy is up. I know, I saw, I shared. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it's a pretty slow week, nothing too much, still doing WoW stuff, Just, you know, dabbled in some PUBG, did play a little Lucio Ball, because, you know, the Olympic event's going on right now, which is pretty nice, so... Um, other than that, it's been pretty, pretty slow on the video game front, a lot more on the real life front. And as of today, I am still alive. None of the creatures that live in my home have decided to revolt and attack me. So I live to see another day. I will have questions about that later. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. I'm not kidding. We actually have uh, an email about that. Oh, really? Spoilers. Yay. I look forward to this. Yes, as you should. And Alex's demise. I look forward to things. Again. Probably should. As you should. <laughs> or perhaps I should. Yeah. This weird voice in my head keeps telling me I should. Oh, that's that's probably the side effects of me playing the Shattered Isle. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Cthulhu has taken a liking to you. Basically. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. Is it news time? Does that mean it's news time? I think it's news time. Is it news time? It is news time. In fact, I like how much excitement that was met with. That was an appropriate level of fanfare for the news that this podcast provides. Right? Yeah. It's like you you want me to hype train it. I'll I'll, I'll hype train it. Don't oh, you worry. Oh, you, you are the hype train. We discussed this. You and your zebra suit. You <laughs> zebra? are the hype train. Yeah, the zebra. The mighty fucking zebra. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Took me a sec. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a reference to anything other than me just saying shit. <laughs> Moving on to our news. Yep. We got lots of kind of short stories to go through this week. Nothing earth-shattering, but some stuff here and there. Uh, First off, we got they're making the secret world into a TV show of some kind, apparently. What? Um. Um. Yeah. The exaggerated long what that Alex said, except again said by me? Yeah, I... Not a lot of details out there, except that everyone's now reporting on, like, yeah, they're going to turn the that game into a TV show, apparently. It kind of makes sense. Like, it's got kind of a... That, sh- that, that game is kind of the show Supernatural, but at the same time, not. It's got a cool world going on. I 
I really hope they don't try tying the kind of re-release of that game to the TV show's plot in some way, but I don't know. All right, huh. yeah, that's pretty that's pretty nuts so. Yeah. Moving on from that, Overwatch now has deathmatch. Yeah, after they said they wouldn't add deathmatch because it doesn't go along with the theme of the game, they have added deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> so I think it'll be good. So you two play Overwatch. Do you I've heard deathmatch has some problems as a deathmatch in a team-based video game is probably bound to have. Like this feels like it might be a positive because the. KD people's gonna now live in deathmatch mode forever, where they can Hanzo and Genji and Reaper to their heart's content. Hmm. That's my hope. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, the deathmatch. I mean, the way they're building it up actually sounds kind of cool, to be honest. So I'm kind of excited about it. But I mean, it's deathmatch. I mean, it's tried and true deathmatch. They are gonna modify some maps to make it, you know, actually fit the whole concept of sure. deathmatch and not just like. Because the maps in their current state don't fit yeah. the uh, the kind of the style of it. So they're going to actually kind of play around with it, which is kind of cool. So they're going to modify some maps and do a couple other things. But uh, yeah, overall, it, it, it sounds like if they're going to do Deathmatch, they're going to try to do it right. So Personally, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not making fun of it necessarily. I think it's... Uh... I'll be curious what deathmatch for that game winds up looking like because so many characters in that game will not do well in deathmatch. Mm. And some of them very much will. Yeah. Well, well, some characters won't, but they're also adding not just deathmatch, but team deathmatch. So those characters that you normally would think you'd never see, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, <sighs> Mercy? Uh will actually be useful in Team Deathmatch mode. Yeah. So, and here's the kicker. In Team Deathmatch mode, if Mercy reses, it subtracts from the points you've lost. Or not points you subtracts, but... Because um, you have a certain amount of, you know, deaths on your team before it's over, right? Yeah. It'll give you points back. So if that's, you have, like, 20... That's fucking cool, actually. Yeah. That's actually the cool concept behind it, is that, like, okay, well, if you've got, you know, five points left and five points left... You get Mercy Fly and get a res, all of a sudden you've got fucking ten points back on your or ten health points, so to speak, for your team. Yeah, it's it's they're finding good applications for characters you'd normally think wouldn't be able to be played. Because like Mercy immediately comes to mind that would be fucking useless in a team deathmatch mode. But it actually there's an added incentive of like, well, you also get the uh, you know, the, the, the points back, so to speak. So yeah, yeah no, I mean it's... it's gonna go into the PTR. So they're still they're still gonna work on it, but overall, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of stuff they can play with, and I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah. Hmm. Moving yeah, on. That does sound awesome. Moving on from that, um, what's the current name of Blizzard's uh, net client and online services services? I don't know. I have a feeling it's a lot like uh, what do they call that thing? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Well, it all doesn't stuff. matter. It's BattleNet again. What? They're changing it back. I'm shocked. Right, me too, but not really. I call it Battle.net again. It's Blizzard's Battle.net. Or just Battle.net. Well, it's, 
it's nice to see that they're back. Yep. Welcome back, boys. Yep. <laughs> Moving on from that, oh. we got our first. Thank of... God, because the name change was dumb. Yes. It threw a lot of people off. Yeah. It didn't actually like accomplish anything. Yeah. You know, now that you think about it, yeah, kind of really didn't. Uh, there's some speculation it was for, like, copyright or lawyery reasons or something. Like, Battle.net's kind of a hard phrase to copyright, but at the same time, who cares? Get better lawyers at that point. Mm. Yeah. You're Blizzard, you own World of Warcraft. I think you just have a money print in your basement making money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, though. Uh, this is a small one that kind of affects just me. I think the PlayStation YouTube account officially confirmed the .hack GU re-release we talked about a month or so ago is definitely coming to the U.S. Nice. Yeah, it was on nice. the U.S. PlayStation account. It's like, hey, it's a thing. And I'm like, that's that's good. That looks cool still. I will play that. I was never in doubt it was coming to the U.S. It was just kind of nice to see, like, yep, U.S. probably happening. We haven't given you a release date yet, but hey. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But speaking of things that are not... Uh, speaking of other things that are going to be coming out soon or not anymore, Crackdown has been delayed to spring of 2018. Hmm. I don't know how all that game's going to do. I... Not as in this changes my opinion. I just, I don't know how to gauge this game I, that well. I think the time and place for Crackdown has passed. Uh, so, you, you may have missed it or not. The um, game Agent of Mayhem came out recently, and it's being hit with some mixed reactions to it. Like it's very much the new Saints Row game, kind of, and it, it seems to be pretty hit or miss. And when it hits, it hits pretty well but not as well as maybe you need it to. And when it misses, it misses cataclysmically hard. Ah. Mm -hmm. Like it's putting up some solid 5 out of 10s across the board occasionally. Ugh. Yeah. And That's bad. Yeah, it's it's averaging 7s other places, etc., etc. Like it's... If you're like me and found Saints Row the 4th a little much this game's not going to make that any better is the impression i get like in fact they reel it back some but maybe not in the ways you necessarily want them to but i digress <laughs> yeah. uh got some switch news i guess or kind of switch warning i suppose uh remember when the switch first came out we were talking about how switches were bending on people Yes. Uh, no, Nintendo Fishy said that's not a thing. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That is false news. Well, so at the time, it was kind of like, oh, it's just the U.S. being the U.S. They're obviously bending them. Reports of Switches bending are now coming out of Japan as well. Well, fuck, Nintendo. How can I defend you now? Yeah, I... How can I sling shit at kids in my high school lunchroom telling them that the PlayStation 4 is inferior to this new Switch technology I have embraced? Uh. <laughs> yeah? I can hear Charlie's organs stopping. I, <laughs> I just don't care anymore. Like, I, 
this is kind of similar to like any other video game console. Like I literally just, as part of this podcast, knocked my Switch off of a shelf onto the floor while adjusting some cables, and I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, break, I don't care, scratch the screen. Who gives a at this point? Monster Hunters coming to consoles and PC. It's like, what about Pokemon? Yeah, what about Pokemon? I don't think I care anymore. It's like, oh, it's it's like, ARMS was so great. ARMS was fucking terrible. Splatoon's super good. It's passable. It's passable. It's all, a lot of it feels like they just took the first game, prettied it up some, and shoved it in here. That's not fair. It's apparently the exact same final boss fight. No, it's, it's different. It's, no, it's, it's actually apparently the exact same final boss fight down to the boss and how you fight him even. And, Nailed it. And like, what, a couple weeks after release, people's complaints about that game are the exact same complaints they had about Splatoon 1, where it's like, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we had access to all of the maps all the time and not just two? And this ranked play is kind of cool, except not all the game modes are fun. Yeah, I, I digress. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Speaking of things that are of, of, of no shock to anyone, I guess, um, For Honor had its official to- had its first official tournament recently, and it was won. At the final match, was decided by broken character exploits and kind of glitch farming. I heard about the, that, yeah. The tournament was apparently wow. nothing but like broken exploits and glitches to the fl- to the finals. Uh. And Ubisoft isn't quite sure why people keep saying things like, "Hey, um, you should fucking nerf this move or this shouldn't be in the game or like, "Hey, we fucking love your game except for these broken ass characters." Our net code is impervious. It's not the net code. It's the fact that, like, uh, one of the characters, the Warden, has something called the Stun Cyclone. That once it gets going, there's no escape. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's an infinite, it's an infinite yeah it is an infinite hit combo once it gets going. Mm. And like so long as it lands the first move, which is an unblockable, if I remember correctly, it, it, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in For Honor news, I heard a... Uh, I think I was hearing that For Honor just started announcing some of their content for Season 2, or there was a leak of it or something uh, like no, that. No, they, they've officially announced the Highlander and the Gladiator are new fighters. Yeah. Okay. That's been out right. there. Yeah. They look cool. Right. I, I guess the reaction I had to the gladiator was, "Hey, can you fucking fix the character that's a spear in the game that's already in the game, please?" Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I. The Highlander and Gladiator feel like weird choices to me. Like it's like, yeah, we're taking two iconic characters, and you got me sitting there going, like, there are better iconic characters you guys could pull that are drastically different from existing characters in the game. How are these guys special exactly? Well, this one has a trident and a shield, 
So like a sword, so like a spear and a shield? Yeah, basically, so it's the Valkyrie. No, 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 it's totally different. Totally different. How? The play's different. Sword and board. Yeah. I think I'm more shocked that people actually showed up to a tournament for that game, considering how bad that game's, like, following, at least on Steam, has been. Um, that game did not do well on this PC. Like, on the console, I can still find matches if I jump in. I get wrecked because people are good at that game. Like, I, it's... I mean, yeah. you can have a demographic on the console. Like, I imagine, or I could be totally wrong talking my ass on this, but I imagine that Smite is bigger on the uh, console scene than it is on the PC scene. Um, that one's kind of balanced, but kind of... The, the better one might be the Overwatch scene. Like, it exists on console, but it's not in the same way that PC is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was trying to give an example of game that, like, the console... People care more about the console than the PC. No, I, I think... Uh, I guess for, Call of Duty. Yeah, definitely Call of Duty. Uh, for Honor is a good one of that. I like I'm blanking on an obvious one that I'm... I don't know. I can use this as a segue, actually. Um, Destiny 2, I suspect, will be that way. Mm -hmm. But, hey, there's a Destiny That's 2 fair. open beta trailer. Hey, yeah! It's the same thing they're offering for the console beta, but in glorious 4K! 4K! 4K? 4K! 60 frames a second. <laughs> <laughs> How'd they get all the way up to 60? <laughs> They, they definitely know how to cater to the, uh, what do you call it, to the PC Master Race To be fair, like, the, the trailer out there is from friends. NVIDIA. Like, it's like, that, that's kind of their bread and butter. Like, every NVIDIA ad ever is like, hey, we got the graphics, yo, and that frame rate, yo. What else? Who gives a fuck? Hmm. Just gonna flash the number 60 and 4K at you. My eye boners are so erect. Yeah. To Look at this extra texture, motherfucker. Look at it. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'll probably check out the open beta for Destiny 2 at some point, but or the open PC beta, because I'm curious, but I, I think I'm probably going to be sticking with that PS4 pre-order. Like yeah, everything, everything they've said about how they're taking the controls for that game and moving it to PC, it's like, that won't feel like Destiny anymore. Got it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been putting this on as long as we could, I suppose. Let's talk about Player Unknown Battlegrounds for a little bit. Uh, yeah! Yeah. So, uh, did you hear that Tencent may now own a big chunk of Blue Hole? I did not hear about that, and I'm actually a little oh, scared, maybe. Oh, man. Welcome to the family, dude. Well, if you had heard that, you were misled because Blue Hole's out there saying, hey, that total, they, don't, they did not buy an investor stake in us. They tried, but we rejected it or something. Yes! I, yes! I don't, <laughs> not that Tencent's exactly mismanaged its properties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to be bought by someone, Tencent seems better than, you know, EA. This is true. But, yeah, yeah, I like that kind of they're doing their own thing. It, it works. Yeah, I just enjoy... I only put this one, this part of the Player Unknown stuff in there because there was a solid, like, one or two days where everyone was like, 
oh shit, Tencent now owns or is invested in a chunk of Blue Hole. And Blue Hole got out there and was like, no, we, they didn't do that. There's no investment made by Tencent. Stop it. But we have other player unknown battleground news, and as our resident expert of the Murder Island. Yes. By the way, speaking away. of Murder Island, hmm? uh, the Murder Island that actually has a name. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It was in one of the news articles I was reading, but the name of the island uh, is the name of the guy's daughter. So it's, it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but this is how it's spelled. E-R-A-N-G-E-L. So, Erangel? Erangel? Sure. sure. Yeah. But, yeah, the name of the island is, it has an actual island name. But it is, in fact, uh, named after one of the, or I think the creator slash developer's daughter. Who? Yeah. So that was kind of interesting tidbit for the day. But, yes, so, uh... PUBG, or basically Blue Hole, announced today that they're changing their patching schedule because, I don't know if you guys have known, but they've been pushing out weekly patches and monthly patches to kind of, like, change things and tweak little things here and there about the game. Or, which is kind of cool because it's nice to see a game that, you know, is early access getting so many patches and updates to kind of make sure they're still active with it. But uh, also, they've kind of decided that they're going to abandon that kind of schedule and switch out to kind of a more longer time between patches just to kind of let there be a longer QA period because most of the, you know, when they roll out new guns or when they do changes to certain guns or certain ways, certain mechanics of the game, they kind of just release them and they're only up for like maybe a few days at best and then it's rolled out into the live server or or whatnot. So they decided to kind of, instead of having to go back and fix things over and over, they're going to actually keep the, you know, the QA server up a lot longer. They're going to let there be more time between the patches and let people know, hey, this is just to kind of maintain a higher higher standard of quality when it comes to rolling out uh, features and updates to the game. So the fact that they put out a press release saying why they're changing the schedule and didn't just change it for the fuck of it, I think it's kind of cool. Personally. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a good move on their part, I think. I think it also goes one step further and reminds people, hey, we're still in fucking early access. Like, this game isn't officially out yet. We love that you fucking love it, but... Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's... it's What's it called? Uh, it's nice to see that they're kind of, you know, doing that, and they're bouncing back from the whole, you know, other stuff that's happened recently with them, like the, the controversy about, like, the boxes and whatnot, so... Which, actually, I haven't heard much of us think about recently. You guys know yeah. what I'm referring to when I say about the boxes, right? Uh, the loot crates, right? Yes, the loot crates you can yeah. buy keys for to unlock them, yeah. Ah, the Team Fortress model. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, other than that, it's pretty cool. Blue Hole's uh, still doing a good job, still killing it. Yeah, I... It's very impressive seeing a company do... I guess maintain might be the right word, that level of public respect as long as they have. Mm-hmm. Especially in early access, where early access is a hellscape with no meaning and a variety of other things. Yeah. Yeah, I really should do something with that game. That game's pretty good. 
yeah, I am terrible at it, but it's a pretty good game still. No, it's pretty fun. They actually, just the last patch, they added a first-person only mode. Yeah. So once you land on the island, your camera's locked at first-person view. So the game becomes kind of a different monster at that point, which is I've kind heard of that mode is brutal. It is very much brutal, yes. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool. That kind of does it for our news this week. All right, time for our main topic, I suppose. Um, who wants to intro this one? Because this one's kind of a weird one. So basically the idea that was floated is, uh, I'm going to assume this is based on Charlie's personal friction with MOBAs, the fact I've become distant with them, and I don't know Alex's past with them. He probably played was... Heroes of the Storm to get a Tracer skin. Yeah. And the fact that MOBAs are the most overwhelmingly, or I don't know, about, or I might be talking about my ass a little bit, but I think I'm right. They're pretty much the most overwhelmingly successful thing at the moment. Um, what would it take, either being implemented in them or changed about them or removed from them, to get us interested in them in the way, form of either making Charlie permanently interested in them or me going back to them, and Alex, I guess, initial interest. What would it take for this genre of game to draw you in? Now, that this was well, up well? Yeah, that, that does it. And this was inspired by, in case you missed it, the uh, Dota 2 International happened this weekend, or the weekend prior to our recording of this. I, that thing has gone on to become one of, if not the biggest gaming events from a competitive standpoint of the year. Right. And I, 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 I actually checked it out this year, and it was one of these things where it was like, Huh. I don't hate this, but hmm. Yeah. So for me, I'd say mostly it's just I've kind of run out of time as a person, um, because I'm trying to do too many things actively in my regular life. And vi a video game that what winds up happening is I wound wound up in a place where. If I didn't sign on, that could almost be considered ignoring my friend base. And it would almost be like I felt like I had this like civic duty to play this game every single night. And I had no break in like my routine at all. It was just this is what I went home and did. And that started to wear on me. And then the meta in the game that I was playing grew really stale. And it got to a point where I wasn't enjoying myself winning anymore. Like losing... You know, being upset at losing is one thing, but not enjoying winning is not a good place to be. And that was kind of what drove me out of MOBAs. I still like them. I still watch LOL. I still keep up with LOL. Like today, I'm currently following the fact that SK Telecom and KT Rollster are both playing for the first playoffs, or playing for a guaranteed spot at Worlds uh, this weekend. Like, I'm still completely in the loop. I still care about them. I still like paying attention. It's just the fact that they take, it's almost like the life structure that evolves around it was more decorative than it's just, it's not just the fact that it, they take a lot of time to play, it's the fact that my entire night disappears into them. Like, because you wind up having a moment like almost like League versus Overwatch. I can play four hours of League, and that's four games of League, or that's, you know, uh, 12 games of Overwatch, I still lost four hours of my life. 
if that makes any sense. Um, so it's basically, I don't know, I'd, I'd need to, for MOBAs to be in my life, is they'd somehow need to, like, supplement the other things I want to accomplish. Like being good at guitar and going out and seeing the world and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, they don't—they're not really conducive to that. So, yeah, the the time issue is perpetually the issue I have with them. Where I I played League with Jeff for a little while, and the reason I kind of dropped off it was it was possible to spend two hours, an hour and a half of which you knew you were going to lose. But it's like, okay, I guess we're going to grit this out. Like, it's the... I, I know that game has a, like, give up button, and I, I, I get it exists, and I get people use it and all that jazz, but, like, I... At least me, personally, I don't play games to give up. Like, either the mercy rule should be implemented by the game's code, or it's like, no, it's like, this feels like rage quitting. Like, you, you play to the end. Yeah. I was brought up very much so on, you know, you miss 100% of the shots, you don't take and you lose 100 of the games you surrender yeah no and it's... So i was never big as that but that said you can cause conflict in a team very quickly with that mindset yeah I... like sorry i keep interrupting no like, a bunch of the solo matches i did was like oh we should give up i'm like no let's just fucking play like it's the we're all rank four wait you're actually a rank four yes oh this is my smurf account it's anyone here but me not a new player oh no we yeah. all have max level characters we're playing in the low stuff for easier matches and i'm like stop expecting everyone to be on smurf accounts you fuckers mm -hmm. I i'm trying to get better at this game well you're playing a shit le learning character i don't care i think they're cool i don't care yep. about this game as much as you do i want to play as the giant fucking alligator with a scythe <laughs> I think I had one of those like moments as well where I was playing League drunk. Yeah. And I was playing normals. I wasn't playing ranked. I was playing normals. Yeah. And I told my team that I was drunk and some person took this as an opportunity to cuss me out for not playing at my optimum. Yeah. And I realized like I'm not required to play at my best all the time. Like I'm I paid just as much as money as you did to play this game i have just as much of a right to if i choose to be drunk while i'm doing it that's up to me as long as i'm not you know spouting off racism in the chat and violating yeah. anything riot told me not to do they never said don't consume more than three beverages while playing our game I, yeah it's one of those things where it's like you came in to pick up group normal you get what you get yeah you just have to run the dice that half yeah. your team is drunk, half your team is 12, and half your team, or, and whatever's left, it maybe has a fighting chance. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm, it's like, this is my Smurf account. I, I hate games that encourage Smurf accounts because uh, there's nothing more frustrating than finding yourself playing against a bunch of people that are all much better at the game, but because they're playing on some low ranked thing. They're in your match, and you're like, I can't get better at this when you're wrecking me from across the fucking map. And I'm like, which button's my super again? Yeah. Smurfing is a problem. I mean, that problem is not unique to League. Yeah. That's a competitive game's problem. Counter-Strike's got it, too. Um, But yeah, no, that's a totally valid thing. If, if you were to get into League of Legends or pick a MOBA, 
smurfing is a pretty bad barrier to entry. And every now and then you'll actually see these posts on like the R uh our League of Legends where like, hi, I'm a Dota player who decided to pick up League of Legends for the first time. I got to level twelve and here's what I learned. And it's basically just like I got cussed out every single game by Smurfs. I never or I finally made like two or three friends with people that weren't Smurfs and we just got raged at constantly. Like the community need or kind of needs to shape up, but I mean, Riot's done a ton to like improve uh, people's uh, attitudes and whatnot. I believe they said it's working, and they've got the yeah, numbers to back it up. Like it's it's one of those things where kind of like it's the two big ones are obviously League and Dota Two. Dota and like yeah. League's community is toxic. Yeah, Dota Two's community is so toxic it's gone airborne is now threatening to leave the planet and infect other worlds with its poison like mm -hmm. getting into that game at this point is a barrier i don't think like so and this is kind of what would it take to get me into a moba and the reality is i would need something new to come out that like i i everyone's set to zero no one's better than yeah and they change, right, yes, exactly, kind of thing. And the reality is, it's one of those things where it's like it would need to have more than one map. I, I get really bored in games that only have one player map. And I know I'm not being totally fair, but like it can be the exact same layout, but just looking different is enough for me. Well, maybe Heroes of the Storms for you. <laughs> uh, Heroes, Heroes of the Storm has too much stuff going on, which I also kind of like. But at the same time, it's like. I get the point of a MOBA is supposed to be a perfectly balanced thing. Here's the storm. They run into a lot of problems because I pretty much, unless you're in competitive, you wind up on random maps and some characters are really good at certain maps and some of them are really shite. Yeah. I don't want and that. You don't know which map map you're going to get. And that's kind of just a shitty thing. Blizzard needs to kind of sort. Yeah. I, I don't want that. It's one of those things we're kind of like, this is going to sound like, let me run with this comparison for a second. All NHL hockey rinks are the same. They're the same size. They have uh, the same court. They they're, there's differences between them, but there's regulations. There's minimums like the red line needs to be at least 65 feet away from the goal line stuff, but they can go over. They're not. They have rules, but functionally, and for the most part, they're other, pretty yeah. goddamn close to being the same. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay with that because. Every single one of them looks a little different from each other. That's the variety. That's all the variety I need. Like it, it's no more complicated than if you were to take like the League of Legends default map and just change the fucking tree colors, or be like, "Hey, this is the snow version. Hey, this is the fall version. Hey, this is the everything's on fire version." I'd be like, "That's a good. That's a good map set. That's what I wanted." They did that forever ago, and they haven't had. They haven't gone back to it. Yeah. Since the since they did the graphical update a while back. Um, what was I gonna say? But here, if that or Heroes of the Storm is probably the only place you can go if you want a non-smurfing experience, because the community's small to begin with, and also you get periodic influxes of all the Diablo players suddenly got a reward that's in Heroes of the Storm. So there's a whole bunch of people who are huge Diablo fans that yeah. have never played a game of Heroes of the Storm before, and that at least gives some like, hey, I'm low level and I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, me too. I only played this game for the skin but you know yep. i stuck with it for an extra couple of days yeah now it's like 
I don't particularly like the camera angle of like it's it's weird. Like it's I understand the functionality of the camera angle from a gameplay perspective. I kind of like smites more but at the same time. I also hate smites a little bit. Like it's there's no good answer to that part of it. It's I guess I prefer the isometric a little bit more. I kind of wish that no matter what team you were on, it adjusted the camera though, so you were always at the same angle. Oh yeah, that'd be totally feasible. Yeah. Yeah, no reason that can't happen. Yeah, I, it's it's a dumb thing I know, but part of me's like, why don't they do that? I don't have an answer to that. I'm assuming it's just a classic thing left over from when they were originally designing it, and it was a design constraint when they were working in fucking Diablo. Well, yeah, and you're, you're still talking A, B, or C at that point, but it's like, no, no, just keep the letters the same, and... Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you've been silent through all of this, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, you guys went into League a lot and all that, so I was just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just kind of sit this one out because I've never really played League, but, like, uh, I mean, I played Smite, so for me, like, that that was, I like that kind of style okay. MOBA. I so did don't hear... let the misconception go that League of Legends is the only MOBA. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But like, It's just the one I'm the most familiar with. Yeah, I just didn't feel like I wanted to cut in on a League session because I'm like, ah. I'll just step on that one, but um, I mean, since you did, Charlie did bring up Smite. Um, Smite kind of brought me in more just because I like the mechanics and setup and the way it's played. I like the FPS controls for it, so that was kind of a big thing. But like, the biggest draw for me, as far as like, what would it take for me to get MOBAs, is if all my friends started playing MOBAs, like yeah. all collectively at once. Like that's the thing. I don't do MOBAs by myself at all. God no, that shit's yeah. terrifying. So, um, you know that, and I mean. I know you you brushed on the topic of toxic environments, and yeah, League has been known for having a toxic environment, but, I mean, Overwatch is a first-person shooter, and it has very much a toxic environment as well, so... Anything competitive seems to develop it over time. It's I think the difference being, like, the smurfing issue in League and Dota is especially bad, and it it's one of these things where kind of, like, it's... I'm sure it happens in Overwatch, but to a certain extent, Overwatch, why bother? There's no advantage to it. Mm. And they pay, charge you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last thing about Overwatch is you pay for it once, and you're set, right? So you're not necessarily paying for it to get more stuff. But, I mean, unless you opt in for the cosmetic shit. Um, but, like, the the weird thing with, like, Overwatch Six. is on top of, you know, the... the the stuff about smurfs and all that. You actually have people now who purposely rank their way up really high and then tank their rating to make their team lose on purpose. I don't know if you guys have heard about that recently. What's the point of that? Because they just want to fuck with the team. Oh, sure. It's, again, kind of the whole toxic environment thing. Like, there's actually, a, I was reading an article about it a while ago. There's actually a guy who was talking about that he watched a stream of this kid whose entire purpose was to tank in competitive. And not tank as in play Reinhardt, like literally tank the team's rating yeah. and just keep dropping oh and dropping. God. <laughs> yeah. You and your puns. I know. Uh, <sighs> but like, yeah, like it, it, it's the toxic environment shit. I mean, that's going to be in any game. It's going to happen. I've run into some pretty so... shitty fucking players in terms of competitive stuff. But like, uh, just to return back to the whole MOBA thing, like I, MOBA is definitely a team game for me. And if I can't play with like friends... I, I never touched, like, Smite at all. 
Well, so. I can tell you right now, I don't play League without friends either. Yeah. But um, one of the things that happens in MOBAs that's a little bit unique to it over Overwatch is queues, which is there is the champ select phase. And now I don't agree with this, but a lot of people will tell you that games are won and lost in champ select and queue dodging is a thing and it's a problem. And what it causes is. So basically, Riot implements that if you queue dodge, you get banned for like half an hour or whatever. So people get a second account so that they can queue dodge and just go to the other account. So that encourages people to go get a second Back up account, a step. which what encourages the them to dodging? smurf. So you when know you, what queue dodging is? No. So you, when you queue up for a game, you go into champion select. And before, or say there's a person in your chat who's toxic as shit. Or there's a person who's picking a champion that you know you're going to lose with or whatever. Um, I'm using that as... I yeah. I think that anything can win, but I'm also at low tier. And, you know, the... Was it the comps are... Or the points don't matter and the comps are made up. But, um... What'll happen is people will close the game so it kicks out the queue. That's what I was guessing. So everyone has to go back to waiting. So what they do is they punish the person who dodged... Because they're making everyone else wait. Because if you don't punish it, people just dodge until it suits them. And it could take you like 30 fucking minutes to get into a game because 10 of them got dodged. Mm. Um, so they started punishing. So people started um, getting second accounts. So now you have high rank people with a reason to go to low tier. And... Um, so because of that, you get the, at the bottom, you get toxic upper levelers. Whereas in Overwatch, you don't have that problem. People are, Q-dodging isn't a problem because typically they can just drop in a new person if it isn't ranked. And um, if you can't, uh, or was it? So there's no real reason to have a second account. You don't need to switch to it for another, for any reason at all. Unless you want to have different skins. And I do know that Overwatch does have an invisible elo. And I guess you could tank an account down. But there isn't really a whole lot of glory or reason to do it. Well, in competitive is what I'm referring to. You can see mm -hmm. the elo in competitive, though. Yeah, normally you still have an elo. Yeah. You still have an invisible elo. It just isn't as impactful as your competitive one is. Because they're, they're like... So I know from like Reddit and whatnot, there are people playing Overwatch right now who like let their three-year-old play Overwatch, and you know what the game does? Mm. It notices that they are completely incompetent and don't know which way is up, and are spinning around and smashing right-click as opposed to left-click, and it puts them together, <laughs> and uh, they play against each other and have like no death games, not exactly, but. They have bad games for idiots. And that is perfectly good. They should be against each other. Not because I'm so good I should be away from them, but because people of like skill should be against people of like skill because that's fun. You should, or it's not fun to, you know, put Seagull against a three-year-old. Yeah. Like, it's not exciting. You want, put a three-year-old against another three-year-old. I'd watch that. Like, Salty Teemo is a thing because of this. Like, I'd bet on which of two three-year-olds kills each other playing Hanzo. Tell me that wouldn't be exciting. Whereas Seagull beats up a three-year-old. Yay. 
Yeah, as, so. as many jokes as we make about how like I would fight like five five-year-olds if I was allowed to. It, yeah, it's not fun to play against people that aren't matched against you. Destiny actually kind of had a bit of an issue with this, and people were afraid it was going to carry over to Destiny 2, where that game prioritized uh, connection over skill. So there was occasionally matches where it was like, man, we're just getting blown the fuck up. Why? Well, this guy streams for a living and plays Destiny 10 hours a day. He's obviously good. Yep. Say, that said, not to be judgmental, but people who are good and take games seriously tend to have better connections because they take the whole outfit seriously. Yeah. That's not always true, but that's a trend. Oh no, my high-end internet just works against me in that game constantly. <laughs> Where's Destiny's server located? Uh, I don't know, but I just have a good internet connection. Okay. But yeah. Say anything or so. I, it's so we've kind of talked about League in pretty high detail. My understanding in some ways is that, like, League is bigger than Dota, but Dota's meta is a little bit more involved. Like, it's... Yep, that is true. They have two different methodologies for meta design. Uh, League is always balancing things and will try and nerf things down to an acceptable level. From my understanding, Dota is more willing to let multiple things be broken in different ways. So what you wind up with is, in League, you have more consistency of the characters that are strong at the moment. In Dota, you have... Or, in League, they all try to make all the characters capable of beating all the characters and make them all more equally strong. In Dota, they let one thing be good at destroying another, so you, what you get is a lot of uh, niche countering. Yeah. So it'll be very, like, you know... This thing directly counters this thing. In League, they try to prevent that, because having just a, you lose because the other team played this character and you played that character, and those two just don't blend, isn't fun, per se. But at the same yeah, time, but it doesn't Dota's encourage... champion diversity is way higher yeah, that's what like, I was say. Like, when they're it's actually the, played. The one thing I noticed when I was watching the Dota champ, the international, was like, man, I've seen a lot of champions as part of these matches. I, I played Dota for like four or five months. Not Dota, I mean League for four or five months. And I did, I, there were occasional champions that pop up like, who the fuck is this? I've never seen them before. The fuck? Yeah. I mean, also at low level, you get, you and all those around you are victims of the free rotation. Yeah. Because none of you have IP. So you're going to see all of who's free that week. No, I, week. I eventually gave up and like, I'm like, who do I think is cool? I'm just going to buy that because I want to play the giant yep. murder alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Rennington. Yep. Yeah, so. This bot keeps killing me. I'm gonna play as Mer I'm gonna play as Misfortune. Hmm. MF for the win. Yeah. Now it's He actually was played as a uh caster for a short period of time. And they call her Mage Fortune. Huh. Yep. Good times. Yeah. Good times and crazy metas. It's weird, like, it's the, watching the international stuff made me wonder, like, maybe, like, maybe should I get into at least watching a MOBA's thing, or watching a MOBA's competitive scene, but at the same time, like, I, I've said this a bunch of times, MOBA gameplay 
genuinely does not appeal to me from a from a watching standpoint. Like, and that's the thing that keeps me from getting involved in it the most. Where it's like, okay, yep, they're laning, they're laning, they're laning, they're farming, they're farming, they're farming. Okay, the jungler's off doing jungler shit. Why aren't we watching the jungler? I'm sure he's doing something active, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it depends as well. Like a lot of it depends on the meta at the moment. Um, like I can tell you right now that um, I think it was season four worlds between Samsung Galaxy White and Samsung Galaxy Blue. Watching some of those teams move around the map was just artistic because like a lot of the boring things like the um, laning phase, those teams were just constantly moving and their ability to apply pressure in different directions and like how you'd get like pressure vacuums and like that it, w- it was like a whole new game when those guys were playing and no one else was on their level sure um so there can be times where it's like yeah holy fucking shit like these rotations are out of this world like and they're just and now the jungler's in his lane and now the mid laner's fucking off somewhere else and the, all these crazy things are completely coordinated and it's like oh wow or it, it it's no longer watching the, the laning phase it's now watching this insanity of motion yeah it just like as the gears spin within like the watch mechanism kind of deal mm. um but you're not wrong at the same time um i'm looking forward to worlds this year i do intend to actually like stay up and pay attention to and watch uh whoever wins it because one of the things that is kind of nice with worlds versus other league of legends tournaments is the champion diversity tends to go back up because certain regions like certain things and have very specific play styles specific to their region from playing themselves and because of that stuff starts coming out of the woodwork that wasn't seen before and certain strategies that no one was doing previous start coming out of the woodwork too so um well i look forward to worlds yeah (laughs) Aren't you going to Worlds? I'm going to, uh, like, North American uh, finals. Worlds would require, I I believe, would require a plane ticket to Seoul. Ah. I could be wrong about that. Don't know. I don't know. It's in China this year, apparently. Huh. Are we tapped on this thing, we think, or... I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're tapped. I think we took that some pretty interesting places. Yeah. Talked about time management and, you know, how to, or certain games' toxicity levels being a pretty big impactor. Yeah. And, uh, I, level of watchability. I mean, there's there's stuff in there. It's so hard to stress how frustrating an hour-long game that you know you're going to lose 45 minutes into it. You're like, well, just time to play through, I guess. Like, it's that, yeah. that's my that's why I bounced off as hard as I did, I think, or just it was... This I mean, that's also, that's time. league specific. Like, Heroes of the Storm has shorter times. Um, Smite, I I don't know if Smite has shorter games. Um, There's faster moving MOBAs, and I don't think they'd appeal to you either. I don't know. Like, if, if Heroes of the Storm had been out when I was giving that stuff a chance, I might have actually checked that game out a little bit harder. But that game came out after me being like, yeah, I'm still out of this shit. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, I don't know if you have the time schedule to get into a competitive game anyway. It's called Destiny 2's Ranked yeah, Mode. See, you got Destiny. Yeah. It's called Destiny Look. 2 Ranked Multiplayer, and I will be there. 
<laughs> Trials but, of yeah. the Nine is coming. Sure. <laughs> I, it's a thing. It's like Counter-Strike. <laughs> but with Destiny. Alright. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess it does it for our main topic this week, which means it is time for emails. And we have two wonderful emails this week. But if you were going to try and get in contact with us, Jeff, how would you do that? So first, you need to come up with a letter that only uses letters A through G. Now, the reason that is is because those are the only notes available in the Western musical scale. And then you will basically write out a very short song, or I guess or long, depending on the size of your letter, one letter at a time using all of these notes and then post this to our music or something like that saying like this is a hidden message for the wicked awesome cast and then that or post that to our subreddit more likely if you want us to actually pay attention to it and then there's a slight chance that that'll actually get big enough that charlie will stumble into it and then it'll get read on this podcast or more simply you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email address, Alex? Oh, the email address? I believe it is uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down in the show notes, spell this it sounds, etc., etc. But our first email of the week. Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast crew. Recently it was announced that the 2024 Olympic Games in France may include esports. As a group of as a group, you all have had some surprisingly strong opinions on esports. And I was curious what your thoughts of esports eventually showing up at the Olympics are. Also, if you're going to pick a current game to be an esport at the Olympics, what would it be? Hmm. And who do we get to thank for writing they this? They did not sign it, which means I'm not going to pull a name out of their email. Okay. So, Anonymous. Okay. Thank you, Anonymous. So I guess I'll take lead on this one. Um, I think that uh, the Olymp or when the Olympic Committee laughed the esports community out, it was a faux pas on their part, and I think esports will start to make its rise into it. I understand that, as Charlie point, it is a game, not a sport, but yeah. I think it'll be there nonetheless. It's got every um, right to be there if gymnastics is there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, hey, no, no, no. Esports are sports because the game decides who wins, not some bullshit group of panel judges. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think that they'll deserve a seat. I think Counter-Strike, League, Fighting Games um, are probably three major musts. I mean, Overwatch is coming into its own, like... You could just go and go on Twitch and see what people are watching the most of right now, and yeah. that's probably your answer. I, <laughs> my reaction to this one was um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or Counter Strike. I think are the two in the modern sphere I would pick for it because, like, the, the reality is when it comes to League or Dota, fuck the Olympics. They're putting up bigger viewing numbers than those events are. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, and they're already. The other thing is. Most esports already have a world event. Yeah. Yeah, they do, actually. Yeah. In their own little way, they have their own event. Yeah. Yeah, I just want Counter Strike there 
So there's a bunch of methed out 16 year olds hanging out in the Olympic Village, making everyone feel <laughs> shitty about themselves. Yeah, they get their 100 condoms. Yeah, I. We're not sure if you're gonna need this, but here you go. <laughs> no, just the guy hands it to them and starts laughing. Yep. You're yeah, the Counter Strike or, guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or, or, or uh, you know, it's interesting because you'll have commentary like, "Oh, and there goes so and so, calling the other team a uh, bundle of sticks." Yes, yes. <laughs> in, in, in crazy <laughs> gameplay, brought to you live by Mountain Dew, sponsoring the 2024 Olympics of Call of Duty. Yeah, I, I, I think CSGO could be the thing that finally made me makes us realize the Olympics are terrible. So that's why I want <laughs> it there. I mean, League of Legends has already taught us that the, uh, I think it's the Brazilian teams are the ones that are, like, actively racist on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which it's so, always crazy, because they're always calling out Asian teams, and they never beat them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Brazil is a terrible country, and I hate them. And I only say that because uh-huh. I dislike their soccer team. So screw Brazil. There's okay. a lot of there's a lot of pent up aggression from World Cups and the way they play. <laughs> so, as a fan of the Mexican soccer team and the U.S. soccer team, I, that, that's where I come from. It's not because I hate them as people. I hate the way they play their sports. So that's a more legitimate reason to hate someone because yeah. of their sports team. <laughs> Yeah. Your sports team is better than mine. <laughs> well, it's not that they're better. They're just yeah, dirty. With you're some right, stuff Charlie. Fuck Montreal. Yeah, fuck those guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess I mean since we're, uh, I, I kind of like the idea of player-owned battlegrounds because you get to eliminate a lot of countries really fucking quick in one game. It's like, oh, what's that? That's a hundred. Participants on one map. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, Unless they that, do the whole four-man squad thing. That's why I said player unknowns battleground because I want it to be like, okay, if you have to modify the rules, fine. I want it to be like every country's three-man team simultaneously for one event, and yeah. every country's top player for the other event. Where it's like, no, that that that's the way you do this. Yeah. I think that would be a pretty good idea. But, um, yeah. I think I, they could do a hilarious, like, grab bag post-Olympics thing where they just take a whole bunch of athletes and make them play the competitive video games. <laughs> that could yeah, be exciting. I, that's just it. I don't, I, I don't want this to be a joke. I want the reality of what it is to be the joke. Like, that's why I want CSGO there. I want some, like, shaved head motherfucking 14-year-old just going nuts and like snapping keyboards across his knee because he fucked up that one knife throw or something like i want that level of passion i don't want like what is this overwatch game i have never played it i am athlete (laughs) i i want like drug testing to come back where it's like well all of the csgo players tested positive for adderall methamphetamine and weed and and they all tested positive so it's not it's not an advantage. Mm-mm. If everyone's got it, it's fair. I want the Olympics to have issues where it's like, man, they keep turning their monster cams, their monster can towards the camera. Make them stop that. Sorry, go ahead. The 2024 Olympics brought to you by a bunch of classy sponsors and Monster. Monster, we fucking own esports, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, let's see. So other than play unknown battlegrounds, I think Overwatch would be pretty good. League obviously has its place. Uh, hmm. Are we counting competitive only, or are we also looking at speed runs? Because if we consider like, oh, this country has the best time on the speed run, you're gonna open up a whole new can of worms. <laughs> um. I don't think speed running was considered for the 2024 Olympics, so I'm going to say no to that for this topic. Uh, I'll let you go there if you really want to, though. Sure, it's a form of racing. Uh, yeah, I would say they pick one level, because it's here's the thing. It's a controlled environment, specifically. The thing, as much as I would like PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, the map has stuff that's randomly generated across the board, that's, which could cause yeah, issues. I think that's best so of five, like, then, or something. Like there, There's ways of mitigating that random. Yeah. So, um, I would say, eh, like, Overwatch would be good, because you can still pick your team comps and all that stuff, but, like, yeah, if you were to do a speed run of, like, a level in Mario kind of thing, like, something like that, like, a specific level in, like, a Mario game or, yeah. like, Sonic the Hedgehog, where you could just get upset, but, yeah, something like that, like, some sort of side-scroller uh, time run would be legit, I think. Yeah. I guess I just thought of one I'd also like to see. I want to see Mario Party. Oh, As Mario! A test of endurance. Oh, <laughs> so much rage. <laughs> That's one way to end a friendship. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Countries will be broken apart. I think I killed apart. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Mario Party is the obvious answer. For eSport for the French Olympic Games. That's the true, like, separating the men from the boys. Yeah. Oh, God, that yeah, could spark uh, a war. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I, I don't think I have any yeah. particular, like... I'll always fall back to, let's see what Destiny's competitive multiplayer, if they actually pull that off this time around, looks like. Like, mm -hmm. they've talked about some shit. Like, it's... I I think Trials of Osiris didn't take off in the kind of esports world because you couldn't practice it. I think they've talked about some interesting stuff for Destiny 2 that I it's weird. I, I was kind of surprised after they put custom matches into that game, it didn't get, pick up more of a following in that area. But that may have been you had people like me that were like, eh, I'll get to this in Destiny 2. Fuck it. Oh, and totally, like... Even though I hate this game and I hate the way the controls work and how they play, mm? I think Rocket League would be another good one. Yeah, no, I, I totally forgot about That'd Rocket okay. League. Very simple to understand rules. Yeah, I, I, I think the important thing for an eSport in the Olympics is it has to be a sport you can... It has to be a game you can figure out the rules to without anyone ever explaining it to you. Because that's kind of every Olympic sport at that point except the ones I don't think are sports, like gymnastics, because they're judged by subjective people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing against gymnastics, it's just not a sport when it's five people going, well, I guess she did it better than the other people, but who do we know? What do we know? Yeah. Although judged Overwatch would be pretty fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you really yeah, but you picked Hanzo, so, uh, no. 
Gonna be taking off five points. Yeah, that did not please the California judge. On here we have the uh, Korean judge rooting for what's that sign he's holding up? Judges don't typically hold up signs. SK Telecom. What? <laughs> Genji needs a heal? What? <laughs> protect your mercy? Yeah. Ah, you've gotten three protect your mercies, and one Hanzo mains can suck at my dick, and one why may, why? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you, the judges have judged you with five may is bay, earning you a solid run at silver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Excellent work. We're way off topic on that one. So, <laughs> yeah. thank you for writing. Was that, that. a two-part question? Or ah, we that... got most of it. Or... Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I think we're all kind of like the other question was, are we in favor for it? I'm like, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking yeah. ruin the Olympics. You can't get worse. Yes. Send the most toxic sport that's in the most toxic game there possible. And I want, like, I want a camera crew following those people through the Olympic Village 24-7. Some, some uh, League of Legends players can teach a whole bunch of, you know, pro athletes how to chirp each other. Yeah. Show them what a dab is. Oh, God. Except not because... Technically, sports... Or te didn't... I mean, Cam Newton, like... Didn't sports give esports that more than the other way around? I don't fucking know. I, I just know lots of eSport people do it wrong. Because <laughs> they're lazy and not violent about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving on from that. Uh, this one, I'm going to read the subject line for it before I do the hey who it's for. But um, comes in as murderous bugs as pets. <laughs> this is for me, huh? Yep, for you, Jeff. Hey, Alex, I've been thinking about getting a, a, a scorpion or a tarantula as a pet, and since you live in a constant fear of the ones you live with, I suspect you're the exact expert I need to answer my question. As someone yeah, who's afraid of both, which one do you find more terrifying? I like both of them, but can't justify purchasing both. So I figured I'd go with the one that scares the, one per the, 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 scares the people that are afraid of them the most. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be from my weirdness, creepy angle, as far as they freak me out. It would be a lot easier for me to feed the snake than it would be the tarantula. Oh, no, this is tarantula versus scorpion. Oh, versus scorpion. Sorry, I, for some reason I thought snake. Nope. Uh, they're both equally as creepy, I guess you would say. Um, I think the tarantula actually is probably a little more calmer, to be honest with you, depending on the breed you get. Because, okay, so... Realistically, I, I'm terrified and I fear for my life and I don't even get anywhere near the cages if I can avoid it. But realistically, depending on the breed you get, most of them will give you plenty of warning that they're not interested or they don't like what you're doing before they actually bite you. So, uh, and I'll, I'll use context because uh, my girlfriend actually had to explain this to me because I was just like, nope, they're all terrible, evil creatures of the night, this and that. Uh, tarantula will actually give you a lot of warning signs before it actually decides to attack you and bite you. So, if you completely ignore the signs, then you're gonna get bit. But it's very much like a dog, where 
if a dog feels uncomfortable and it tries to avoid you and it puts its tail between its legs and you keep messing with it, the dog's going to bite the shit out of you. It's yeah, the same idea. I, I actually have heard that tarantulas are... They're not trainable like a dog or a cat is, but they're capable of being social, kind of? Yes, actually. One of the tarantulas that I have is actually a communal tarantula. So you could have several of the same species in a in a container kind of thing, environment, and they will live amongst each other. So, uh, and you know, each spider is different, but like, well, each tarantula is different, but like, uh, I'll use the references she gave, uh, Mandy gave me. Mandy being the enthusiast of the spiders and scorpions and tarantulas and all that stuff. Uh, New World, anything that's in North America and South America in terms of spiders will actually be a lot more calm compared to anything that's Old World, which would be uh, Asia, Europe, and Africa. So anything from those areas, like uh, Africa, Europe, Asia, those places, those tarantulas there will attack first. That's their instinct. So if you want something that's like calm, don't get anything that's from those countries. Or those, uh, rather not countries, but those continents. Uh, anything from North America, South America tends to be a little more calmer. So if you're looking for a tarantula, you can get something that's like North American Somewhere in the desert kind of thing, you know, you find your shops, but yeah, they'll give you plenty of warning signs. behind any of this? Hmm? Or is this just a trend? No, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of the trend, is, is what I've been told. It's kind of the Mandy, trend. Mandy, we need help! <laughs> I need an explanation! I She's not here, but yeah, that's what I've been told in terms of the, the species. But like, for example, the one of the ones that we have, um, first of all, if it doesn't want to be interacting with you, it'll run away from you first. If you continue to kind of poke at it and chase it around, it will assume a dancing stance kind of thing, right? You know, the, the little weird, like, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm not happy. This is my not happy stance. And then on top of that, it will also kick off hairs from its abdomen, which will actually stick to your hands and your body and are super fucking itchy. And you'll be really fucking itchy for the next couple of, like, weeks. Mm. So, and if you continue to fuck with it, then it'll bite you. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I Mandy picks up the spider like it's no problem. And it's just, like, there's she's never had an issue with it, you know. So it's all as, in the, uh, it's all it's, in the guts. Yeah. All in the way she does it. Yeah. You no know, fear. Yeah, she has absolutely no fear. I am terrified. So when the spider was on me, it was, it would move around. But, like, there was a point in time where the spider stopped and it was looking right at me when I was, when it was on my arm. And I looked right at it and it was just, like, this weird stare between, like, two, like, samurai and I told her, I was telling Mandy, Mandy, it stopped moving, get it off me. Mandy, it stopped moving, get it off me. Mandy, got stop moving, get it off me, get it off me, get it off me. Because I'm like, it's going to bite me, it's going to bite me. You know, and I immediately started getting scared. The spider just kind of stood there and watched me. But Well, it, another it, animal staring you down, sizing you up, is never a good thing. Nah. I mean, she <laughs> told me I was just being the big weenie about it. And, I, and I'm sure I was. Like, And realistically, that's where it is. But in reality, I, I'm, I, it was going to go for the kill. So... No, I agree with you. That could have been a bad scenario. <laughs> but, yeah, she's, you know, she, she's a lot more confident with them. And the thing is, you know, it's not my thing. But, yeah, I would say tarantulas, unless you plan on getting something like a tailless whip scorpion, which is the one I have, because it actually doesn't have uh, a stinger. So it can't sting you with a tail or anything. But it could still be perfectly horrific looking. But it has an, uh, a handgun, according to Charlie. I, so And claws. And claws. So, I, uh, I will drop I mean, my running joke for the sake of an actual conversation on that. I, 
the impression I've gotten is like scorpions are kind of jackasses regardless of the breed. Yeah, depends on whatever ones you get. I've, I've heard apparently emperor scorpions actually aren't too bad. But um, yeah, scorpions in general are pretty aggressive. And, and so as someone who's I've... been stung by a scorpion, it fucking hurts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think maybe tarantulas would be the way to go, just because they're a little bit bigger than the scorpion. Well, it depends on the breed, of course, but, I mean, it's a lot easier to explain. I was bitten by a tarantula, and I'm sure there's a lot more anti-venom available for tarantulas, and then, like, I got stung by a scorpion. Oh, well, you know, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, unless you really fuck with the animal... Chances are, you know, on course, depending on breed, they won't really do much with you. Like the spider, we barely open its container. It's got, you know, air, it's got water, it's got food. And we open it up maybe once every one or two weeks, I think. I gotta double check with Mandy. Drop in, like, two crickets, and that's the end of that. So they're a lot cheaper to feed. <laughs> the spider or the tarantula? Both, actually. Ah. The, the, the spider the... is tarantula. Well, he's got two. He's oh. got a small thing, and he's got a bigger oh. one. Yeah, we have a smaller tarantula and then a bigger tarantula. But, yeah. Alright, then. Yeah, they're pretty cheap to feed. It's a couple of cents for a cricket. Throw it in the cage and you're good to go. You start off with Snake. You want to throw that one just in here in the kind of creepy pet category? I know they cost yeah. way more than the other two. Snakes are a lot more expensive. Depending on... Well, I mean, there's a whole culture, like, of people. Like, if you've ever been to a reptile, spider, slash whatever convention, there's some pretty gnarly shit you'll see there. So, um... Snake, the snake eats mice, obviously, depending, you can get them frozen if you're creepy about giving them live mice. Uh, Mandy's ate two live mice the other day, which was really cool to watch. But, uh, you know, depending on the type of snake you get, those also really won't fuck with you. I mean, they're kind of aggressive at first, but for the most part, once like the one we have now is really kind of finicky when you try to pull them out of the cage. But after they're out of the cage, they're just kind of like whatever, you know, and especially if I could get a constrictor that's small enough, it won't do anything. Little like corn snakes, whatever they call them, are super simple pets. You you feed them crickets or whatever. I don't know what they eat specifically. I think pretty sure it's crickets, but they're pretty low maintenance. Just make sure that they have the right temperature in the room, water, and you feed them crickets or whatever they eat every few weeks. And that's it. In fact, the snake eats once every few like I think once a month or something. So you feed it once and you just leave it alone. So, yeah, yeah snake, the snake is actually pretty cool. The snake doesn't actually bother me as much, anywhere near as much as the spider or the scorpion does. But that's because it's small and can hide and be very deceptive, even though snakes are fucking predators who hide and do the same things. I can see mm -hmm. the snake a lot more. <laughs> so. But, yeah, no. Uh, the snake that we have, like I said, we have a yellow anaconda, If in case anybody who's listening to the podcast uh, is wondering. But, yeah, no, it just kind of chills out. Watching it eat, though, is really cool, because it was hunting the mice in the uh, cage, and that was actually a pretty gnarly sight, so. But, yeah, um, go with, I would say go with tarantula. Tarantulas are pretty low maintenance, depending on the breed you get, so. And tarantulas immediately scare the shit out of people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Or she I didn't pay. Another right. anonymous one. Yes. Another anonymous one. He or she wanted. They. Yeah, that, <laughs> that does it for emails this week. Thank you for writing in. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you, anonymous. Yes. 
Both times. Are you the same person? No, they came from different email addresses. Hmm. Checks out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good word, Detective Moron, yeah. being me. <laughs> <laughs> the murderer was me all along. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Wait, then I need to take this mask off I've been wearing all this time at some point. <laughs> it was I. I was the murderer. Or you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that brings our podcast to a close, as the end of emails typically does. Um, as you can see, content is back on the channel. Stuff is happening. Go check out our... We had two one-offs go up in the last two weeks. You can go check out our Dream Daddy video that went up when this goes up a week ago, it's a time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Zaddy. That one's grown on me some since I had to go back and edit it, but I still don't like that game. <laughs> I enjoy yeah, it. For what it is, is, it's like for what it is, it's pretty, you know, fun. It's some hipster-ass bullshit. That's my issue with the game. That's the start and end of my issues with that game. <laughs> nah, uh, Metal Gear continues. Persona continues. Uh, Jade Empire may be back soon. My work schedule permitting. Uh, in honor of current events, I think I'm going to move up the... Bethesda, but not the Bethesda, the um, Wolfenstein stream to sooner rather than later because I've been playing a lot of that game lately because killing Nazis is fun. It is. It really is. In, Captain, in the words of Captain America, when did it not be, when did it become okay not to punch Nazis? Yeah. Yeah. We did something tongue-in-cheek with Doom, we'll do something tongue-in-cheek with Wolfenstein. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. America? Yeah, basically. Basically. So keep an eye out for that. I don't know if that'll predate Destiny stuff. Um, we should pick a date for Blood Trunk at some point. Yeah. So I'm starting <laughs> to go back on a, on, a, on a good, clean diet and... You know, if I'm going to have a cheat day where I drink a bunch of alcohol, I'd like to have it to be just one. What about the second day of Blood Drunk? It's like a whole weekend event. No! It's like the worst music festival ever. No. All I'm hearing is a double negative. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, we got stuff coming. Keep an eye out on the channel. Keep an eye on the Twitter. Keep an eye on the Facebook, etc., etc. We may put up a new version of the website soon. If you've never been there, we may do a relaunch of that soon with some easier-to-read blog stuff. But, yeah. I, business as usual. We'll figure out Blood Drunk soon. Anything else from I you guys? Real, yeah. One thing I definitely have to mention that I forgot to bring up in my week. Oh? So, Charlie mailed me a baby metal and a Rammstein <laughs> shirt. And they arrived in a, was it, Death, Death Metal Coffee? Death Wish Coffee. Death Wish Coffee box. Um, 
And I put one on, and it smelled really bad, so I took it off. <laughs> um, but there's a picture out there of me in a baby metal t-shirt. It's that probably the thumbnail I, this week. Which I've been threatened will be the thumbnail this, me this week. And uh, I think Charlie was saying, I think it's the first time that Alex has seen me or Charlie, like, in our off-the-chain, like, full-on metal. metal mode. Yep. And then I go back to my or back to mild mannered Jeff and go to my fucking day job. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that's all I had to announce. <laughs> that that was important to me. The acquisition of two new T-shirts. Yeah, the two fucking awesome baller ass <laughs> T-shirts. Baby metal one's pretty good. I like them both. Yeah. Anything from you, Alex? I'm assuming the normal streaming stuff. Normal streaming stuff as usual, and unfortunately by the time this is already aired, I totally forgot, but uh, one of the other groups I play with is actually doing a nine-hour marathon this Saturday, so totally forgot. But yeah, that's happening, and by the time this aired, it's already happened, so. No, well. <laughs> oh, well. Eh, we should start no archiving biggie. your streams on the channel or something. Yeah. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I know they save on YouTube. I just have to download the VL, FLVs or whatever they are. Oh, no, you can... Uh, uh, we should talk about some other stuff. There's things you can do with that. Oh, good. You can give people YouTube videos and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> like, I could give either of you the channel, and it would go to your email address. It's weird. Huh. Yeah. There's some other stuff we could do, too, but, yeah, it would be... Worth doing, potentially. Yeah. No, I think that's it for this week. Uh, business as usual. Check the channel for content. Um, we'll be back next week. Hopefully the news will pick up sometime soon. Yeah, it's been kind of a... It's been dry as hell when it comes to news. We're kind of scraping. Oh, I, Someone will fuck someone over and we'll have something to talk about. I, I do that. have good news, though. What's up? You know what came out yesterday? What came out yesterday? Nidhogg 2. Oh, what? Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That should be the Olympics. Fucking yeah, actually. <laughs> Entire crowd of people chanting, get the dick. Get the dick. It said that it could be dick. heard from miles away. Yeah. In a true get show of Olympic dick. spirit. Get the dick. I would, I would pay to see that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would actually watch the Olympics if it was like, and we've been informed that the uh, Nidhogg tournament can be uh, lively <laughs> from the audience <laughs> participation standpoint. Other events you can just hear get the dick over <laughs> in other sound studios. People over in archery are like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the eSport guys are in the Radisson Hotel today doing their finals, but damn, what the fuck's all going on over there? <laughs> oh, that's the one thing I want to make clear if they do eSports at the Olympics. It has to be done right, which means, like, they have to rent, like, a shitty ballroom or something to hold the tournaments in. No, no! <laughs> no Olympic splendor. Like, there needs to be a dude in a gorilla suit in the corner just menacing people for no reason other than eSports. So, uh, I'm pretty confident a lot of these events have escalated to renting out stadiums, but sure. I, I'm sorry, you don't go. You don't go just straight to the stadium. 
you got to start off with like, hey, we're having worlds in some dude's basement. You are, you were just brought up on the FGC. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah, I am. If your event organizer isn't some dude in a horse mask, did you even have an event? Oh, well, I think we got the viewership to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would I? If, if all the announcers for League wore horse masks, I might watch more League. Mm -hmm. Well, they lost their number one personality, Monte Cristo, already. Yeah. But head didn't fit in a horse mask. <laughs> so who wants it? Uh, cue the metal. <laughs>